Oh yes, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the 3-in-1 Podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself. Give it up for International, Ian Lamont Morgan. What's happening, people? We've missed you. Glad to be back. And here in the capital city, by way of several other places, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. That's right. That's right. Another two-on-one special this week, Team Dark Skin on deck. Um, Going to hold it down today for our brother Keith. Bye-bye. International Ian, how are you doing today? Amazing. You know, um, Keith definitely levels us out with uh, with his, his, his light, his lightness, his <laughs> luminescence. <laughs> but um, it's all dark chocolate once again. We are in the building, and there's so much to talk about today. So much. So much to talk about. And we're going to get started off past weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend. Well, week and day. <laughs> day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will say that I was honestly, I, I did watch everything, and I was honestly surprised with most of, with most of it. It was, I enjoyed uh, the skills competition and the three-point contest. Um, the game was a lot better than I thought it would be, at least playing quality-wise. Um, Team LeBron dominated, won every quarter, and won the game, obviously. If you win every quarter, obviously you win the game. Um, and then the the one thing that was just a little lackluster was the dunk contest. Um, you didn't love it. I didn't, I didn't love it. It's, you know, it's different when it's guys that you, that you don't, like two of the people are people we, we really don't pay a whole lot of attention to. Cassius Stanley, who's barely played in the NBA, and then Anthony Simons, who I didn't even know was a dunker until this whole thing happened. Um, and then Obi, I think everybody was looking forward to Obi, and you know he was all right. Yeah, didn't like, yeah. didn't wow us. Uh, but it's different when it's guys. I mean, we saw this a few years ago when they had Jeremy Evans from the Jazz, who never plays. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Glenn, it's just Glenn Robinson the third. Right. It's like you got these guys. You're like, I don't even. These guys are in the NBA. Are we sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the one thing. But any any takeaways from you from All Star Sunday? I, it was very enjoyable, and I was I was really kind of in the same camp as you as far as excitability. It was not mm-hmm. at all time high, um, yeah. but the skills competition. I mean, the mix of bigs and guards. I think was was a great move. Well, especially now, given that the bigs just wiped the floor with the guards. <laughs> just got to make you wonder. And uh, shout out to the, to the international game, because clearly they are prepping these guys. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that, that was fun uh, to see uh, to see the shakeup there. Um, slam dunk, it, it was slightly underwhelming. But, yeah, I, I, I didn't know that, that – um, I didn't know that Anthony could. Uh, that man has hops. <laughs> he, I mean, yeah, he could. Yeah, I don't think he deserved to win because uh, that last dunk was not. I don't think it was better than than Toppins was, but still, if he had kissed the rim. Yeah, he deserved to win, but he if, he, I mean, it was just exactly. Like, it's like, like he made he kind of made a business decision, like oh, let me kiss yeah, this rim. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I'm coming in here a little bit faster than I thought and, I was. And it's like, nah, dog, call your den- <laughs> call your dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know I I risked it all and I won the trophy <laughs> like I should have. Yeah, so I I don't know I don't I don't agree with him winning by way of gesture, you know, like he did. But um, but no, it was pretty exciting. But man, I got to say the the three point contest was 
probably my second favorite thing from the weekend. Um, oh yeah, it was great. It's it's always good to see it, but I I was especially because man, Mike Mike Conley goes in that round, he lights it up in the final, and I'm like, okay, you know what? This is how this is gonna go, and I was prepared for it. The favorite does not always, you know, they often don't win. And it, and it was the story that I think people would have really like been excited about. Obviously, Steph's yeah. the greatest shooter of all time. He wins. It's the story is the greatest shooter does what he does. Exactly. Mike Conley, his first All Star game, you know, gets added late, having a great um, season, having a great year, and then finally has his moment. And you're like, part of me was like, man, like in my mind, I was like, I think Steph's gonna win this. And then, but in my heart, I was like, man, I'd love to see Mike. And, and then the whole Utah thing coming into the All Star game, the, the uh, whole Steph Ohio State said, thing, right, Malcolm? Huh. The whole Ohio I'm sorry, State. I think, it, oh, I, think oh. I lost you. The OHIO. I, think I lost you there. Okay. The audio cut out. It's so weird. <laughs> Got you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it was it was meant to come down to the last shot. It was just Ooh. it was a great it was a great contest. And I said it right after Conley's round. I was like, you know what? I was like, ah, I don't like how this is looking. I was like, Steph. I said this verbatim. He'll have to have a best shooter in the world type of round. Um, yeah, have to come out and just to assert his. And again, I just I, I like to take these moments um, because clearly he's a level of shooter that makes other very good shooters a footnote in the story, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that man is great. You there? There's got to be a switch, and there's got to be a, a deeper level that you kind of dig into. So you, if you're talking about competitors. That was the amazing thing to see about that from Steph because he don't he doesn't need it, he yeah. didn't need the win, but he was like, nah, I'm not about to lose though, and that man that was amazing to see. But uh, but yeah, man, the weekend as a whole, uh, the game, only issue with the game is that uh, is the MVP. Um, really, I do not think Giannis should have won MVP. As crazy as it was from him not missing, I get it. I mean. But Come you're on. you're Giannis. You're seven feet, and you're dunking all over the place. Everybody's letting you dunk because every dunk earns money for the HBCUs. So nobody's but he's trying made four to four threes. I mean, and that's cool too. And even with the bank shots, uh, and that's great. It's amazing. But if I look at cats that had the impact on the game and really, you know, drove Team LeBron to those to the wins in those quarters, I'm either giving that MVP to Steph, who again was. Lights out. He was he was ridiculous. Um, Chris Paul, because he and he engineered oh. a lot of that offense. I mean, sixteen assists, um, and and he made it look easy. I think he had three steals too. Uh, or Dame, because Dame came in and what he brought that punch that he brought to the game. I'm, I'm talking about guys who what they did was more exciting and I think overall more meaningful to the win. So yeah, I, I don't I think mean, that I don't think Giannis deserved it. Well, I think the I think the legitimate argument is Steph. I mean, just the you know the, the shooting display he put on. Obviously, I don't know if Dame. I mean, I, I don't know what his final stats were, but I just Dame, didn't feel like he dropped thirty two and hit the game winner. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean the game winner when they were up by. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think he hit maybe like three of the last four threes. So I mean, yeah. it was literally Dame time down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, I, get it. I mean they were they were just like launching from three they weren't even trying to like run any offense it was just like all right Steph you roll up get over half court shoot it all right Dame now you just get over half court like like, they had just abandoned the offense (laughs) completely (laughs) but but how many guys can do that and you're just like no it's a good shot no I get it I mean I get it I mean look Dame 
deserves some kind of award because he made Paul George uh, apologize on his take about the game-winning shot uh, that, that Lillard made in the playoffs, saying it was That's a bad hilarious. shot. And then now he's like, you know, I was wrong. That was a great shot. <laughs> oh, PG. Uh, but, I mean, Giannis, no one goes 16 for 16 in any game. In an all-star game especially when you're just kind of – no one cares about field goal percentage. And he didn't either. I mean, he was he was camping out at the three point line and doing dribble dribble moves at the threes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just I, I I get you. I you know what? To our listeners, the truth of the matter is, I'm not that impressed with Giannis overall. Uh, I mean, are we gonna talk about that during the All Star game? Really, it's just the All Star game. I'm sorry. not I'm not doing a deep dive into the sorry. into his play during the All Star game. It's just the truth. Make it to the make it, once he makes it to the finals, I'll be impressed with him. Yeah. All right. All right. Tr- all right, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck and, and Shaq. I'm not, no, I'm not no. impressed with That's Donovan big Mitchell. hate. Uh, he needs to do more. <laughs> That's big he hate. Should be, he should be averaging 54, 10, and 9 every game. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> big man. Dominance. Dominance. Um so that was all star weekend. Yeah, it was good to I enjoy. I I definitely enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Here's my here's a random thing that I noticed. So Kyrie Irving, he does not look like he he's having fun playing basketball, even in the All Star game. No, no, it it definitely looks like he's he is out there contemplating some type of deepness as he's doing this, and he goes to the bench feeling like oh, I'm just a peon in the show. But what really matters is like I, I don't know why. And he was trying to steal the ball from everybody. It was weird. <laughs> it was just all just, over the place. He even dunks, which we haven't seen Kyrie do since I don't know 2015. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And like you think you know he at least smile. He didn't even smile. He just kind of like. Mm. Yeah. And I, I, I just think I didn't see ounce of fun the whole night from him. Right. And you think back to like the 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 rookie sophomore game where he crossed up. Brandon Knight, he's you know making faces at him and does the yep. little finger thing, and you're like, and you look at it now, you're like, man, he is, and I don't, you know, I don't want to be playing a uh, mind doctor, but what does that mean about where his mental state is? Like, it's, it's the All Star game. It's a good question. If there's ever a space where you're supposed to be able to decompress, and and I think those of us who who love basketball, but who also love being black and also love being, you know, just people and everything mm-hmm. like that. We don't want them to just be clowns running around. We appreciate right. their platform, all of that stuff. Yeah. You still got to be able to decompress and have fun every now and again. Yeah. Like I'm, we're still fans that are fans of the game. We're watching not because you're a, a show pony, but because we respect what you do. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know, man. He he did look checked out, but he was also playing very hard to be somebody who was checked out. Yeah, I mean it's an all star game. No one's playing any defense. It's not like <laughs> yeah yeah. Even Rudy Gobert was like, eh, I should, maybe I shouldn't block these shots. Just let this happen. Uh, so shout out to those guys. Shout out to everybody. Zion getting his first start. Shout out to him. That's shout out to Zion missing the first like. Six I mean, he was he, he was nervous as heck. He was <laughs> just missing everything. Everybody's like, what is going on? It's like they were like, you had one job to do, bro. <laughs> That's all you had to do. <laughs> yep. You watch N one. There's a there's a guys that are just finishers. Zion, yeah. that's what you're here to do. Just finish. And I, man, was struggling. I will say, I miss Joel Embiid. Um, yeah, I hope yeah. his haircut was worth it. 
But I no, I, I won't do that. that. I don't know if the circumstances were they didn't know homie had COVID or whatever. But um, talking about guys that have fun and just infuse and bring fun to the game, I, I'll be yeah. glad to see him next year. Was Rondo's brother uh, doing the cuts in the in the All Star bubble? I believe he no. was in the shop. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think he. I don't think he got the invite to Atlanta. That's, by the way, that's the second uh, Rondo brother reference in two weeks. So we'll we're on the roll. Next With, week. <laughs> let's see. If we keep, keep the streak going. Um, so let's go. But NBA action is back. Um, starting back, games back up. We're recording on uh, Wednesday, and the games are actually starting back up tonight. Yeah. Um, but big news right before the All Star break. I guess it, during the All Star break, Blake Griffin getting released and then signing with the with the Brooklyn Nets. Almost called them New Jersey. Still not used to that yet. Weirdly. Yeah. Um I I don't I don't know how much this is gonna move the needle. I don't know how much he has left. Do do you think he helps them? I think this is a huge deal. Um first and foremost, on on All-Star Weekend, they pulled this off. CJ McCollum said it best. I wish Keith was here. This is the most entertaining sport in the business. Mm. It just yeah, is. Keith. Even with yeah. as much as exciting as the NFL offseason is, and we'll be talking about that. Stay tuned. Um, mm. This is most enter- entertaining. Yeah, I, the reason I think he makes a huge difference, I, I nobody can convince me differently a guy does not go from 25 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists to 15, 5 and 3 unless he is pulling a full-fledged James Harden. He James Hardened harder than James Harden, just no fat suit. Um <laughs> and 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 people talking about he hadn't made a dunk this season. He also has not attempted one. The man is not trying. He he was not trying. He hmm. there's a lot of ways to work yourself out of a place. And we've seen it go different ways. We've seen that recently here. We've seen the Anthony Davis route. We have seen the James Harden route. And this was just the Blake Blake Griffin route. And, yes, there's regression. But it's not to the degree that I think a lot of people – a lot of NBA players aren't saying as much as they're saying if they thought Blake was finished. Um, And so while it's not KD to Golden State – I do think that this is a ridiculous move that they just made. Uh, It's it's more like – LA adding Dwight but hmm. Blake is four years younger than Dwight and he's a lot more versatile than Dwight so hmm. I don't I don't need him dunking I need him picking and rolling picking and popping um, uh, which he, he can do amazingly I need him allowing Jeff Green to get loose and, and picking up in those spots when people are trying to figure out how to guard Harden, Kyrie and KD and there's going to be a lot of open looks for Blake Griffin man so, I would argue that we have seen somebody go from, um, you know, twenty-five and ten to twelve and whatever he is now, because it's happening as as we speak. Um, and there's been a regression. There's been a regression in his game as his as his physical capacity has diminished. I mean, the knee injuries are clearly taking a toll on him. He doesn't have that same explosiveness. Um, I I I. I I think there are ways that he can help this team. He's still a great passer. He shoots it decently. Not great, but he shoots decently, so he can give them a little bit of floor spacing. Um, but I just, I honestly, I'm concerned about what he actually has left, especially with the problems this team has defensively. He does not fix that. If they're going to play him at the five, um, they need to hope that Je- that DeAndre Jordan is, is healthy 
throughout the rest of the year because if they're <laughs> going to be playing him at center um, and they <laughs> yeah. they got to go against the Joel Embiid's and eventually the, the Anthony Davises of the world, it's going to be shredded, barbecue, deep fried, broiled, blackened chicken. Like, it's that's not yeah, going to be pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, at his at his best, I think he's a, he's going to be a, a a guy who they can run some offense through because of his playmaking ability and who will be able to stretch the floor. Um, but I just I just need to see it. We haven't seen it from him in a while. Um, he was injured a lot last year. He's been injured this year, and then even when he was on the court, he just didn't. He doesn't. He hasn't looked the same over the last two or three years. So, um, and this was a year for him to be motivated to show people that he was still an elite player, even if he didn't want to be in Detroit anymore. Um, you know. You want to get moved, the best way to get moved is to play well. It's not like Detroit uh, has mistreated him in any way. He, he's just kind of deteriorated. So I don't know. I, I think he's going to parlay this into another opportunity, honestly. I, I really think he's going to play so well that people are going to be looking and be like, I have been hoodwinked. I have been. And well is is – you know, you got to consider the degree to which they need him to play well. Yeah. Um, well, they need a big. They need a big bad. They don't have any. They do, and, and you know, we'll, we'll get into some more of that uh, a little bit later in the show too, because uh, Brooklyn's definitely still looking. They're trying to do some ridiculous things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I think for rim protection, finishing around the rim, being able to function and and actually be a threat in the pick and pop, he gives them that and more. He's allowed his rim game protection. To I think Blake can <laughs> eat a serviceable rim. Okay, not rim protection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely he wasn't caught. even that when he was flying around and dunking on people. That that was still DeAndre. You definitely called me on that one. Um, <laughs> a guy who can who can guard the five. First, Dep- first of all, if, if if we see if we see Blake out here. Going out on the on the on the fast break, doing windmills and averaging three blocks a game. If I'm Detroit, I'm calling the league and I'm having an investigation. All right, where we was gotta, all this at? We got to do a, a three and one over under right now. <laughs> over under five dunks for the rest of the season for Blake Griffin. Uh, I'll say under. I'm saying over. I'm, I'm definitely taking the over. Blake is gonna be out here. And this includes, you know, like the flush where they where they jump and they two hand and they don't oh, let their okay. hands so touch the rim. His hands doesn't his hand doesn't actually touch the rim. You're counting that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you, all right, you heard it here first, folks. I don't know. This would be a good poll question. I, I don't know, man. I, I really think Blake has a lot more. He his game started evolving before he left LAC. So we yeah. criticize and I criticize him for doing all that no. shooting, but I, oh. I'm glad that he did because uh, right, Shaq. <laughs> what I'm just paint. saying. Get in the paint, Dominic. I thought he could have he could have done some work, but Blake does have very good footwork as well. He does. So he's, he's 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 very skilled. Um, and I mean, we saw it. Uh, uh, you know, especially a couple of those years in for the Clippers, where he looked like an MVP candidate. Um, but that was when he was, uh, you know, still had a little bit of bounce left in that quickness in the, in the face up game. And I just don't know if he has that anymore. But you know, he'll be going up against second units. He's thirty one um, years old. He's still got he's still got a lot left. So it's a lot of a lot of work on them knees been done. We'll and see. he is out tonight with the with the sore knee. 
Are you serious? <laughs> I know he just got there, but yeah, KD's he's out. Got, he's out, he's with, out really with a D. Yeah, coming out of the All Star break. <laughs> really? Are we serious? Right now? He's 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 getting up to game speed. You got to give him a minute. I can I can see James Harden like, oh man, it's gonna be fun playing with Blake. Yeah, Blake's out. Oh, that he didn't pass COVID protocol. Oh, uh, nah, uh, he's got a little knee soreness. He's got what? We just got back from a break. <laughs> we ain't never gonna see this dude play again. He's done. Come on, Blake. He was working real hard during the break. He may have overdone it just a little bit. They're being they're being cautious with his comeback. But Blake is back, baby. Ian, I'm offering you an opportunity to take back your take now. This is your chance. Do you want to take it back? Honestly, I, I would take the over with ten dunks. Oh, you're oh you're you're doubling down. I'm definitely doubling down. All right, we're gonna we're gonna revisit this. Gonna <laughs> Please revisit this when the when the Nets lose in the first round and Blake Griffin doesn't play a minute in the playoffs. But did he have more than ten dunks? <laughs> Blake Griffin will be missing the next ten games with just regular knee soreness, nothing else. I don't think I don't think you believe this, Malcolm. I really don't. <laughs> All right. So the the other big news today that just just dropped: Lamarcus Aldridge and the Spurs have agreed to part ways. Reportedly, the Spurs are looking to to, to trade. Um, real quick, I mean, the Spurs have had a surprisingly good season. We have had a chance to really talk about it. They're eighteen and fourteen in the playoff race. I believe they're at. Uh, five or six right now. Um, what what team should be looking at Aldridge as as a piece that can help them? Um. Well, <laughs> because the Lakers are looking at everybody, I'll put the Lakers there. <laughs> um, uh, but I, wish, I mean, I wish it was younger Lamarcus for that. Yeah. True. True. Um, but I don't know some. <sighs> I, that's the that's the thing. It's it's tough to talk about. You know you know how I feel about Lamarcus Aldridge. Oh, we could do a whole show on how you feel about Lamarcus Aldridge. The the mid range wonder. The not you, good. You're for talking much about a lot like like Shaq and Chuck today. By the way, <laughs> in the paint, Dominic. He needs to get in the paint. LeBron James, Kyrie here's Irving needs thing. to get in the paint. He's got to post up. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I don't need you to be a brute. And always down low, and that's the only thing you can do. I am loving the versatile bigs. I'm a great, I'm a big, uh, big Boogie Cousin fan, um, and I, I love what it is that he he brings to the table or, or prime Boogie bar brought to the table. My thing was he could do more than just shoot, especially from the mid range. Lamarcus Aldridge, if I had to give give him attributes of two K. He would be a 90 in the mid-range, and yeah. he would be a, a 64 in inside scoring. And I just he's, defi- think, he's definitely a long two all-star. It, it, exactly. And I mean, and, and congratulations for what you do from the from the from the, the from the key from from, from fourteen feet. We're so we're so happy for you. You you are the eight to twelve feet king. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how many teams need that. You know what I mean? If, if a guy, if a team needs size, they need size in a way that um, that actually impacts on the interior. Which I mean, you're not gonna get that from Lamarcus. I think Dallas might be interested, but they need a big, big. I think um, yeah. other teams that may be interested now. Boston. Uh, interestingly enough, I mean Boston, but Boston's they're they're trying to add everybody. Um, and see something work out. Tristan Thompson still hasn't worked out, and we know he plays big. 
Yeah. So, well, so I don't. But but he has no other other no skills. Other skills. <laughs> big, big. big. <laughs> he, I, did you know that he switched hands shooting free throws because of how bad he was as a free throw shooter? He just switched hands. So he's going lefty all the way now. Yeah, it's really yeah. it's weird. I don't know. He he, he did it, some of that in Cleveland, and it was it was dumb then, and it's it's even dumber <laughs> now. Like you're you're a couple <laughs> years removed from this whole experiment. Just stop it. I don't understand that, but but yeah, I, I think you know a team. I think he could help Boston because he gives he would give them a little bit more versatility in their bigs. And they're just to be honest, their bigs have been terrible all year long. Um, yeah. So the less you you can play some of those other guys, uh, I think it could be good. Um, <clears throat> he shot the ball decently from three. Um, I, I, you know, I I think there'll be a lot more teams interested if he gets bought out. But I think the Spurs and it, it looks like there are some teams interested in making a deal for him. He's an expiring contract as well. Yeah. Um. So that that would kind of fit with what Dallas is trying to do, offload some contracts and free up some money for next year, um, to be either in the trade market or otherwise. So, yeah, I think he'll definitely have some suitors. I mean, it's just not gonna, obviously it's not going to be the Demar excuse me Lamarcus that we saw at at his prime, where he was a you know mid range All Star averaging twenty five and ten. I I just I don't really see him fitting anywhere. I I feel like Dallas they have to they have to turn their attention to somebody that's actually going to bring. I yeah. mean, because you know KP, other than the injury concerns, you know one of the things is that you know if you <laughs> if you weigh over two hundred pounds, you are backing him down <laughs> into the basket. <Right. laughs> well, there's um, not a lot of there's not a lot of those big bruising bruising guys. That's true anymore. That's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting well, to see. Uh, trade market, I'm not sure, but if he gets bought out, I think I think we'll see somebody grab him quick. Well, speaking of bigger centers, let's talk about DeAndre, DeAndre Andre Drummond and Demarcus uh, Cousins. Those two guys, um, Andre Drummond has been kind of sent home from Cleveland. I guess he's still with the team, just not playing, which is even weirder than being sent home. Um, and then uh, DeMarcus Cousins was released. Haven't heard a lot about movement for him. It looks like the Lakers are kind of out on him. Um, which one of these guys, if you're looking for a big, do you, are you looking at bringing in? Uh, well, I, I, I've, I've got a, several takes on that. Can I just point out the difference between San Antonio and Cleveland really briefly? Um, <laughs> as I mean, we get out of the All Star break. We're before we're in pregame, and Pop makes this announcement about Lamarcus because they don't want what the circus. You avoid the yeah. circus when you just decide uh, to be upfront about what's happening. They're a class organization, but then you have the Cavs, who are in this perpetually ominous place with Andre Drummond it's, 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 and Kevin Love. So it's it's, it's really tough. It's, it's irritating to see. But uh, to answer your question. Um, oddly enough, we are in the big man extravaganza. We're only talking about yeah. bigs on the, on the market only. here. Um, Andre Drummond. I mean, aside from the fact that he's that this albatross uh, contract, five year, one hundred twenty seven mil, um, and a lot he's of he's in the last year of. He is. He is. But I don't know how many teams want a rental um, mm-hmm. like that. A guy that's not incredibly athletic, but I do think a guy that. A lot of teams could benefit from a guy that's 18, 14, two steals mm-hmm. in a block. Right. Um, and so, I, you know, I know we talked about the Lakers. Um, uh, Dallas, I, I, oddly enough, came to mind again. Making the money work. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me about it. I'm not sure. I haven't put on my capologist hat and all of that jazz just yet. 
Uh, Boogie, uh, I know they said that the Lakers had soured. Uh, Dallas had some interest in him over the last couple of years. Also, the Heat. Um, mm, yeah. Which I, I, I really, really do like that move there. Uh, given what Boogie showed this year, I think he would complement Bam well enough and open up mm. the floor enough for him. Um, you just got to be, and I trust Spolster to know how to play them and win. Yeah, um, and and I, and I think he fits the mold. I think Demarcus Cousins at this point in his career is trying to work, and yeah. I love the energy that I was getting from him hearing about the James Harden situation. Listen, he's out here trying to win, so I think yeah. he's ready for that attitude and culture as well. So I, I I'm higher on. I'm just high on Boogie because I think even preseason I had him as somebody who I said would make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so some of this is love to the prediction, but I also I also think that he gives you some things that uh, that Andre Drummond just kind of doesn't. Um, I think he just sinks down low, and he frankly is still at that point in his career where he may think he's something he's not. Mm. I think uh, – I- Andre Drummond surprised me in Cleveland. I'll be completely honest. I have never been super high on his game. I felt like he was he he's better as a complimentary player. But Cleveland, the one thing they did right was feature him a lot in their offense and give him opportunities to show. I mean, he's he's one of those weird big centers who's such such a great passer, and it's kind of surprising you don't think a guy with his profile. Uh, that rebounds like he does, that can finish the way that he does. You don't think that a guy like that can pass. And he really is a good facilitator of offense, which is just bizarre to me. But um, he really showed me that I think on the right team in a limited role where you're not asking him to be the guy, I think he could be even better. Maybe not have the same numbers he did in Cleveland, could be even better as a contributor to a good team. Um, so if he gets bought out, I think it's a it's a great scenario for the for the Lakers to be able to bring him in. If it's still trying to trade, I, I, it's going to cost them too much of their depth to get him. Um, and it's not center isn't a super high need for them because in the playoffs, Anthony Davis is going to be taking most of your minutes at center anyway. Um, so, I, yeah, I I I still think I I like the Dallas fit because they just they just need a good beat. They don't other than playing playing Kristaps at the center all the time. It's just not tenable for for a, a, even a halfway decent defense um but i think if you add him to that rotation with kp with maxi Kleber, um then you've got a pretty good versatile mix of guys that you can throw out there and then when you need a, a real center against the Jokic's of the world against the Embiid's of the world against those guys you you have somebody legitimate and he's a guy that can get you easy buckets which other than luca they don't really have another guy that does that um, but a team for DeMarcus that I think is an interesting one to look at is the Charlotte Hornets. Um, mm. They have, I think they have a, a hole at center because they're playing the corpse of Cody Zeller and somehow Bismack Biombo is still in the NBA. Um, and so they're in the playoff race right now. They have a young, exciting guard um, who's breathed life back into Miles Bridges. Gordon Hayward's looking good. And this is a low risk for them. They could bring in a guy like DeMarcus who's hungry, who wants to play, who wants to win, um, and possibly help this team get into the playoffs where, you know, um, with a young team like this, that's valuable experience moving forward as they continue to build this roster. Um, and another team for, for, for Cousins I thought of, you know, you mentioned Miami. That was on my list. But Washington, um, as they get healthier – I think they have a shot to sneak into the playoffs at the bottom of the East because the bottom of the East just isn't that strong right now. 
Um, they lost Thomas Bryant to a season-ending injury earlier in the year, so they have a hole at center. Um, and I think, you know, him, Westbrook, and Beal, um, even if even if Cousins isn't the starter or a main guy, I think he could be a good little complimentary piece for them because I think they could use some more scoring punch for that team. Hmm. So we're all out on uh... – I don't know why I had a thought about a, about Bradley Beal movement um, earlier in the season. He doesn't seem like he wants to, and yeah. I, I don't know why the Wizards would want to move on from their best player yeah. who's yeah. leading the league in scoring right now. I think it's I think it's early in the him and Russ experiment, and it seems to actually be working at least personality wise. And Russ is yeah, weirdly they it seems like they like each other, like they yeah, really yeah, actually yeah, right, like right. each other. Um, and, and Russ, and Russ is, is not having a terrible season. Mm-hmm. I, um, he's been inconsistent, know, he, but he's been when he's yeah. when he's been healthy and able to stay in games. He, I mean, he's been helpful for them. I actually had uh, Andre Drummond as a possible for the Hornets um, mm-hmm. just to, to anchor them, but also the Raptors. Um, that's mm, the team, the team yeah. that came to mind for uh, for Boogie um, and and for Drummond. Really, um, I think yeah. you know, getting getting something down low to complement what Van Vliet and. Uh, what Kyler are giving them there, and see, you know, see, Occam, they, they quietly have still a very, very solid core. Um, yeah. And when they're really playing, you know, the hard nosed basketball that they play, if they were to add somebody that could really make a difference down low, um, that that changes things because the East, yeah. like you said, is very fluid. Yep. There's gonna be a lot of movement. So I think that that ends the big the big guy portion of the show. Let's talk about second half predictions. Um, give me one of your predictions for the second half of the season. Uh, Utah will not prove to be a, a contender. Um, Uh-oh. I think they'll, I think they'll fizzle now, you know, in the playoffs, this is a brand new season, uh, but I don't think they'll keep the pace that they've kept thus far. Um, I actually think that uh, uh, the Suns are going to, Emerge and that chemistry is really going to start clicking mm. for them. I actually have them coming out of the West. You have the Suns coming out of the West. I have the 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 Phoenix Suns, the Devin Booker, maybe Chris Paul led, definitely not DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix Suns coming out of the West. I mean, they're they're sitting at two right now, um, and and with a mixture of things, I think Utah is is definitely dependent on Conley staying uh, healthy. Which is is a question mark. Unfortunately, uh, he's only had minimal injury concern thus far this year. But you you got to keep an eye on that. We know that at this point in his career. Um, and what does that do? That that gives even more of a load for Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Um, and and they got some other guys that step up, Ingles and and things like that. But I I think that Phoenix is gonna sneak in there. Into the NBA Finals. Oh no 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 no. I'm sorry. The one, the one seed in the West. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no, absolutely All not. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> I got. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm so, back I'm, now. I'm, 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 I'm like. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Malcolm was definitely <laughs> contemplating pulling the episode now and just like, hey man, can we talk for a minute? Uh, no. no, the rest of the show is just going to be you explaining this. To me. <laughs> 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 yeah, and and again, a lot of things, you know, it a lot can go wrong. Uh, the Clippers mm-hmm. are right there. Uh, Blazers, Nuggets. I think you always have to be, you know, looking over your shoulder at the Lakers. I don't really think with AD still having some more time out. I don't think there's enough time for them to capture it. But I think the Suns. And have I don't a good think shot. they care. 
I don't really think the Lakers care about seeding. Oh all. no 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 at all. Give, give us top four and we're good. Five, right. we're still good. We don't have fans anyway. Like what? What <laughs> we, does home yeah, court even mean? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't really, honestly, had not thought about Utah. Um, shout out to LeBron because that's kind of how I feel too. <laughs> like, uh, ain't nobody trying to play with the Jazz. Uh, <laughs> so here, here, here's my prediction. I think the Charlotte Hornets and the San Antonio Spurs will make the playoffs. Mm. Um, the Spurs have just. It's hard to explain exactly what is happening in San Antonio. Um, I talked to them about them earlier in our preview as a team that would be interesting to watch, but their young guys are are starting to show some promise. Um, they're getting you know contributions from Demar Derozan and Rudy Gay. Lamarcus Aldridge has been in and out of the lineup, not a whole lot from him, um, but I just I just like the way they're playing, and I think at eighteen and fourteen right now, that's that's way better than I thought they would be, and I think they they, they could make a little move on or two around the fringes, possibly with Aldridge. And, you know, DeRozan is also an expiring contract this year. That might be a deal for a team looking to pick up um, a vet who could score. Um, and then Charlotte, I've just been so impressed with LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward coming back and really showing that he's still a, a really good player in this league. Um, and I think LaMelo is still in a position to get better. Um and I think they're going to make a move or two. They're going to look at this roster and say, well, we're in a, a much better position than we thought we were. And there might be some, even some some buyout guys that look at Charlotte and say, you know what, that'd be a fun little thing to go play with a guy like LaMelo who's going to be able to find me and get me the ball. Yeah. Um, so I, th- th- those are two. Did you have Did you have any other uh, second-half predictions? Um, Not anything that would I don't think anybody's keeping pace with Brooklyn, Philly and Milwaukee in the East. I think that's uh they're just jockeying for position and uh mm. not really a take. You know, I just don't think that anybody's gonna sneak in the Boston's, the Heat, I don't think they're gonna sneak into that top three. But uh no 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 I, I love what you said, especially about the Spurs. Um and yes I will shout out LaMelo Ball uh for all that's been said and all the speculation over the last several years about him. He has come out and showed that not only does he belong, but he is on pace to be one of the elites. Yeah. Um, but uh, but also Dejounte Murray, I'm 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 so happy to see him yeah. rebound uh, from the injury and, and and really come back. And I'm still waiting on him to solidify himself as a guy that can take over games. But mm-hmm. it's it's great to see him play well. And I, I had a couple more. Um, I think I think the Sixers are going to sweep. The, the two big awards. I think they're going to have the MVP and the defensive player of the year. I think Joel Embiid's going to win MVP and Ben Simmons is going to be defensive player of the year. Mm. Um, I watched yeah. him against in a game against Dallas. Um, he, I don't want to, I, 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 I stutter to say that he locked down Luka Doncic, but he made it as difficult as, as I've ever seen anyone make it on Luka. Um, and Luca, as you know, he could pretty much do whatever he wants on the court. Yeah. And Ben made it very, very difficult for him. And he's been playing at that level all year long. And then Embiid is just second in the league in scoring, um, top five in rebounding. Um, he's coming to this year really focused. And I think he really wants to prove a point. And I think he's going to do that um, and and go and, and win the MVP. And then my other take, um, the Milwaukee Bucks will not make the conference finals. Ooh. Oh, so we're going all the way in the playoffs with these. Yeah, I mean, you can if you got one, yeah. Ooh, wow, wow, wow. Now, please tell me more about this Milwaukee. 
I just it's the team isn't different enough. They're still doing the same stuff they did before they got Drew Holiday. Mm. Um, I have questions about their bench. You know, I, I, honestly, they lost a lot of depth when they made that deal for Drew Holiday. It made their starting lineup better, but they didn't really address the bench. So they're going to rely a lot on guys like OG Bobby Portis um, and Dante DiVincenzo. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't love their team. Their top, their starting lineup is great, but I just, when it gets to a playoff scenario, um, I just don't trust this team. This team just, their offense is predictable, especially at the end of games. Um, they just, so they have to prove to me that they're, when they get into a playoff scenario where a team like the Miami Heat, Miami Heat did last year can really lock in on you and take away the primary stuff that you do. Do you have a secondary option, some secondary offense to get some things rolling um, when you need a bucket? Because when it comes down to it, Giannis can't consistently, he can't go get a a jumper or hit a three to change momentum. He's got to get to the basket. He's got to dunk. Now he's one of the best ever at being able to do that and getting there. But in the playoff scenario, that's completely different. I, I honestly, and it's interesting as we're talking about, you know, Milwaukee, and I completely agree with you. Uh, they are predictable. I And we're thinking about Giannis and what he did um, in the All-Star game. I would venture to say I need five jump shots, either mid-range mm. or three from Giannis e- each game in a playoff yeah. scenario for them to win. Because yeah. I think, like you said, teams are so adept to just sagging or sitting the defense down low, cut off his lanes so that he doesn't build momentum. And, yeah, he'll still get his 25 because he's very crafty at how he does so. But, like you said, there's there's not a whole lot there. So, five jump shots, uh, mid-range mm. or three, I think is, is, the, is the formula for them to be able to win because that softens up the defense enough. Um, last take for me is that the Cavs will, uh, will make the playoffs. Uh, maybe even the NBA Finals because they just signed okay. Quinn. They just signed Quinn Cook. So okay. I was, I was, I thought you were being serious for a minute, and I got worried. <laughs> I was starting to really worry about your mental health. Do you, um, do you, but do you not agree that that they will? I I do not agree even a little bit. It's 2016 <laughs> all over again. Let's go, baby! <laughs> Quinn Cook, champ. Uh, get that man a ring. Um. <laughs> and shout so, out to Kevin Love. I hope he ends up somewhere. I hope he ends up somewhere. Yeah, I I don't I don't see it happening because he hasn't played. But has this organization wasted his career? I mean, I think his body is giving up on him. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if the organization wastes. I mean, he's he's been ever since he signed that deal. It's been just a litany of injuries. Yeah, um, yeah. it just makes that deal look worse and worse. Or what Even we believe our injuries, or we're told our injuries, but it's just him sitting. <laughs> no, I think Kevin doesn't seem like that kind of guy. He, I don't. I don't know if he. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm. I'm. I'm rooting for him. I hope he ends up somewhere. I don't know how they're going to move that that contract, but good luck. Yeah. 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 Um. So let's quickly move to the NFL. Big news, Dak Prescott getting his four-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys right before the franchise deadline. Um, We've been championing this for quite some time. Um, Excited to see it happen. Um, But now, how does Dallas build this team? That's the big question. 
And so, do you see this Dallas team as being a contender in the NFC? I do. Um, yes, yes, yes. Shouts out to Dak. Get played. Get paid, black man. Get paid. Um, it's, it's dope to see them actually uh, come to an agreement. Because honestly, mm-hmm. as much as I'm, I'm not a Cowboys fan, I did want mm-hmm. to see them get it done. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to see him move from there because I think that they've built they've built something that can be can be special. And yes, I do have them as the front runners in the in the NFC East. Not only oh, okay. because Ooh, that division NFC. I was like, whoa, another hot take. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me let me please string that together. Uh, that East is in there. Uh, not only because that division is is god awful, um, as we've seen last year, and I do think they'll improve next year if we get Saquon back. Uh, mm-hmm. If the Eagles solidify who their quarterback is, and if the Washington football team does something, I guess I don't know. Um, but I do think <laughs> that uh, one they've built they've built some 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 continuity. I, I think <sighs> what areas do they really need to shore up? Because uh, I think they're they're solid enough on the line. Um, yeah, there, there's some there's some additions Defense. to be made. Yeah, Defense. yeah, secondary. Uh, there's some, there's, most definitely. Um, I think the defense is really – I mean, their offense, I think, if, if everybody is healthy and, and Zeke, who you guys have heard my takes on this before, and I'll say it again, I think he's washed. Um, if they can get – you know, if they're healthy and they're able to run the ball, and offense, the offensive line play on offense is key. They had a lot of injuries last year um, on the offensive line. So if they can get healthy on the offensive line, I think this, this team has the capability to be one of the best offenses in the NFL with all the weapons they have. But defensively, you know, they brought in Dan Quinn, which I think will be an upgrade. But they they need to upgrade their personnel as well, especially in the secondary. Um, a guy like Patrick Sertan in the draft could be good. Malcolm Butler, who just got cut by the uh, Tennessee Titans, could be a good pickup for them. Or a Patrick Peterson, something like that. So the, the defense is really, I think, where they're going to focus this uh, this draft and this offseason. Agreed. Agreed. And, and how much room do they have to do the things that they need to do? Mm-hmm. Um, that that becomes a question too. I do disagree with you. I don't think Zeke is done. Now I was frustrated <laughs> with him all year last year, but um, I do think uh, again he's a different player when Zach is on the when Dak is on the field, and we've seen that. Um, and, and I think you know, and he did show some signs toward the end of the year that he was still he was still himself. It, it they weren't incredible signs, but I mean he still showed some signs. <laughs> um, okay. But I, I do believe that uh that I mean and we've seen the the tape on what Dallas is with Dak and what they are without him, yeah. Um, and it's it's startling, you know, to go from, uh, what is it, thirty two point six points a game to twenty one point one without him. Yeah. I mean that that's that's just a crazy margin. But I think he did what he was supposed to do when he came in after Romo. He he learned and and got a pulse on this team. I think the big question, honestly, is Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And, and how how Absolutely. that chemistry develops, it seemed like it was going pretty well, at least for Dak. He didn't have any trouble um, um, thriving <laughs> in the offense. But uh, can can McCarthy do enough on defense? Do they surround him and that coaching staff with enough? But I do have the Dallas Cowboys coming out of the East next year. I think Dak is that much of a difference maker. Yeah, I mean, that's not saying much because that division is pretty weak. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. And two of the teams have major quarterback questions. Um I think the Jets could be a sleeper there, but Dallas absolutely should win that division, and they should do it pretty easily. Um, but you it's said all about the who? 
Dallas should win that division, and they should win it easily. Oh, gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. But, um, but it's all about health, and yeah. they've got to get the production out of those guys. They they already did clean up about seventeen or clear up seventeen million in cap space by restructuring deals with Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, um, and some other guys. So they're they're making some moves. I mean, we're gonna see a lot of guys. Uh, we've already seen a lot of guys getting cut. Oh um, I mean, basically, basically, teams are just saying. We can restructure your deal, or we can end your deal. Which would which would you like? <laughs> it's been brutal, man. I mean, somebody yeah. said it would be a bloodbath, and my yeah. goodness, has yeah. it been? Um, and I think one of the teams. I mean, we saw Emmanuel Sanders get cut by the Saints. I mean, the Saints are like, I believe they're like forty or fifty forty or fifty million over the cap this year, um, or coming into the offseason. So they they've already cut Emmanuel Sanders. They're gonna have to do some other things. To, I mean, they've got to do some massive hatchet cuts to get under the uh, the salary cap. Um, it, it's really unfortunate that, you know, the COVID happened when it did, and these teams obviously plan their cap space for the cap to keep going up. Um, and so when you got a situation where the cap goes down by almost $10, 15000000 million, um, that can really put you in a tough position. So I think we're going to continue to see these cuts, and then I think we're going to see kind of a, a depressed market for a lot of guys where they're not going to be able to get the money that they thought they were going to get Um last year man it's been really wild it's been really really wild but I, I think you definitely brought up some of the uh some some names that i think would be really interesting to look at um as far as the cowboys adding to kind of beef that up yeah um so much to look at i mean uh i mean goodness gracious john brown got released yeah <laughs> like you said emmanuel sanders just kyle rudolph zach urch is on the block I feel like we'll need a whole a whole episode dedicated to the wild cuts that we've seen. Yeah, uh, Dunlap got cut in Seattle, oh, yeah. and I think that's yep. a, that's a, yeah. There, there's names galore out here. Is there enough money for these guys to find homes? Is is mm-hmm. is the thing? Yeah, that's gonna be the tough thing. I mean, the other the other thing is you know we got the draft coming up. One of the big questions is at the number two pick, the Jets. They got Sam Sam Darnold in tow, but they do have the number two pick, and they've been connected a lot to Zach Wilson from BYU. If you're the Jets, what do you do with that number two pick? So I saw a very interesting take that I was I was thinking about, but I needed some help to kind of get to get me there, and and I really like this. Now, of course, they they could take Zach Wilson, just you know solve some solve the quarterback issue outright, focus on building outside of him. I actually agree. I think they're going to trade out of that spot. Mm. I think they're going to trade out of that spot. And one of the prime contenders I see is Carolina there at eight. Mm. Drop six spots. Um, um, if we kind of look at, you know, the currency for dropping that many spots or, or giving a team that type of positioning, I think you'll probably bag yourself a, a what, a first rounder mm-hmm. and, and at least maybe another or maybe, um, you know, a couple twos and then something else. But yeah, I, I think you you do you give you gain get draft capital, uh, giving up that position. I still think you're in you're you're in range to get uh, Justin Fields, or you know another another one of the guys that that if you believe in him, I think that becomes mm-hmm. a thing. But um, yeah. so you know, I, I I think the Jets while they are needing, um. I, I, you kind of got to look at the tra- at the trajectory of that team, whether they believe that they have enough pieces to win now anyway, 
and if it's worth their while to build for the future or to find a team that's desperate, um, which Carolina fits the profile because, you know, Christian McCaffrey ain't getting younger. Mm-hmm. And he is a, he is an incredible talent, and so you want to try and surround him with places. So I, I see the I see the Jets moving. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be. I mean, the deals that we've seen in the past nope. for the number two pick, that's a that's a great position to be in to be able to get you know more assets for a team that really just needs upgrades of talent across the board. Um, yeah. And then we we honestly don't know what we've got in Sam Darnold. He's been in some pretty bad situations on some bad teams um so but i think they're gonna have a hard time passing up on zach wilson i mean he's one of the hottest names of the draft right now the season he had at byu drawing comparisons to guys like patrick mahomes um and you know a, a lot of teams obviously were burned um not taking patrick mahomes when they had the opportunity to so yeah. Part of me thinks that I think Sam Darnold is going to get dealt um, because they're they're going to go and and they get a chance to start the clock over again, um, bring in a rookie quarterback on a rookie scale, um, and then try to build out this team around him um, and see what what kind of value you can get for Sam Darnold. And I think there there will be a market for a guy like Sam Darnold who's still young, um, has shown flashes of it, but this Jets team just hasn't been good at all. Um, so I, I yeah I. I I have a hard time thinking that they're not going to just go with Zach Wilson and, and really try to build around him and, and look for the best deal possible. But, I mean, the the options, when you look at the history of that number two pick, you can really get a bevy of picks with that. Yeah. Now, are we are we settled in that, that, who, that Trevor Lawrence is going number one? No question. Absolutely. Okay. Urban Meyer came back knowing what he was doing. Except for when it came to hiring coaches, but. Um, so there's more to talk about but the nfl offseason is long we'll spend some more time over the next few weeks talking about some more nfl news but we're going to wrap it up for today and you guys know how we like to end our show and it's with our parting words so ian give the people your parting words for today today's parting words uh really go to um and i i i'm (laughs) They go to my wife. Listen, it's, it's Women's Appreciation Month. Uh, my wife recently went back to school, is killing it as she comes out the gate uh, with a 98% uh, um, in the first class and the first uh, um, quarter of her class that she's. And I'm just proud of her. Listen, man, uh, fellas, it's never, never, never a bad idea to praise uh, the woman in your life. And honestly, I'm proud of what it is that she's doing. Uh, uh, with so many different things that we've got going on she's holding it down she is uh, uh holding down the house with the kids as they're still doing uh, school from home and pandemic stuff is still going on there and so listen i'm gonna shout out some other ladies as the month goes on but first and foremost you're all gonna get this work and uh shout out to camila morgan who is definitely uh rock steady and the heartbeat of the household here all right, so uh, Ian, you've used your women's history. No, 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 no. Appreciation month. Not no, at no, all. That's it. No, we're not doing <laughs> this. We're not doing this for four weeks, Ian. Listen, y'all, y'all are about to hear all of this estrogen all month. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> but no, listen, man. I that's that's literally. I molded over. I had a couple different candidates, some in political field, some in the sports arena, but um, she deserves it. So we're gonna start there. Come on, Malcolm. Pr- 
praying for you, Ian. It seems like there's some strife going on in your home. That's why you had to. To. Uh... <laughs> can you can, can you clip that out though? Is all I want to know. <laughs> can I share that? <laughs> so I'm gonna go in a similar vein, actually, for my uh, shout out. I'm gonna shout out former WNBA star, UConn star, Renee Montgomery. Um, you guys remember last season during the Wubble, the um, the WNBA bubble they did last year. You know, Katie Loeffler was the owner of the Atlanta Dream, running for Congress, and, um, you know, the team basically took some of the things that she said and the stances that she took and took those personal and really kind of turned on her and the organization actually supporting Raphael Warnock, who she was running out running against the owner of the, the owner of the team is running for Congress and they go for the other, the other guy, um, which is just <laughs> wild to think about. But um, you know, they, they have been working um, on trying to get Loeffler out of the league and, um, a team got together and was able to buy the Atlanta Dream, and one of the members of that team is former WNBA star Renee Montgomery, who will be a part of the ownership group. So, um, as far as I know, this is the first former WNBA player to be involved in WNBA ownership. Yes, it um, is. Which is a big deal. So, I want to shout out Renee Montgomery and that ownership group uh, being a part of changing the culture there in Atlanta. Um, we saw some great things happening in Georgia politically, and it's great to see some great things socially as well happening in the state of Georgia. So shout out to Renee Montgomery and the Atlanta Dream franchise. I'm definitely rooting for you guys this year. Yeah, man. And that's how we're going to end our show today. So thank you all for listening to the 301 podcast from Cleveland, Ohio. Mr. Pivot himself, international Ian Lamont Morgan. Sons, take it all. And... And here in the capital city, by way of several other places, they call him the Black Mike Krzyzewski because he is legendary. It's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Thank you for listening to the 3-in-1 podcast. We'll see you all next time.